Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak from thebitcoinpodcast.com here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm going to be talking about some artistic accessories with Lauren Slade, co-founder of the Decentralized Art Shows. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Uh, could you please introduce yourself, let everybody know how you got into Bitcoin and how that led you to what you do in the industry now? Yeah, hey, Ken. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm a big follower. I love watching all of your episodes, so I'm really excited to be on here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So how did you get into Bitcoin? Like, What was your ha-ha moment or what's like your crypto origin story? Okay. Well, um, to be, you know, totally honest, when I get um, asked this question, um, you know, I want to pay tribute to, you know, the full origin. So to be honest, um, I would say how I got into Bitcoin was pretty much through um, punk rock and being, you know, a humble disruptor, always asking questions, you know, growing up. you know, it, it really started with being an advocate for, um, you know, not trusting authority blindly. Um, and so, you know, that naturally led to, you know, find, um, you know, a tech like Bitcoin that is decentralized. Um, that That's, you know, a short, a short version. Um, how I got into um, the space as as involved as I am now, um, you know, I was living in Austin, Texas. Um, I had been working for a startup for about three and a half years. Um, the startup was a peer to peer delivery company. And I was one of the first, you know, like 20 employees that worked there. And so, um, we, we were a peer to peer delivery company, um, before there was any, um, delivery competitors. Um, so, um, we were really looked at as being like, you know, cool, like the cool, like it was cool if you use this company, you know, this peer to peer service, um, people wanted the t-shirts, people wanted to Instagram and snap that they had had, you know, this person, you know, bring them this thing. And um, that's kind of where my passion for um, like peer-to-peer community building started. Um, So uh, let's say about, mm, so in in about May of 2016 um, is when I got involved with a um, rideshare startup in Austin, and they had aspirations to end up um, creating a decentralized rideshare on the Ethereum blockchain. And um, this happened because Uber and Lyft left, um, you know, overnight with no fair warning. 
um, causing, you know, over 10,000 people to be out of work. And so I was getting off of my job. I was getting off of my job that night at like 4 a.m. and driving home. And um, I would drive down 6th Street, which is, you know, the, the street with all the bars and the people that drink. And the night that Uber and Lyft left, you know, there's the girls that are wobble me, you know, drunk, slamming their finger on their phone because they can't figure out why their Uber isn't opening. Um, you know, none of these people went out that night knowing that they weren't going to have a ride home at, drunk at the end of the night. So um, swiftly, um, a group of decentralizers created a Facebook group that um, local people started joining. And within about a month, there was 40,000 people in this group. And it was a Facebook group. And the people started um, offering each other rides um, in this Facebook group. So it was totally decentralized, peer-to-peer. Writers -peer. Um, can choose um, their own drivers. And it's between, and the drivers can set their own fees. There was no middlemen or anyone making any cut of it. Um, so that that's the... Um, you know, origin story of where the peer-to-peer -peer rideshare started there in Austin, and then about four months later, um, that project was um, finally, you know, fortunate to meet some of the, um, you know, first available Ethereum developers because, you know, in the you know summer of 2016, you know, it all these like ICOs and like all this hype hadn't happened yet. It wasn't. It was like slim pickings with, um, you know, professionals in the in the space with the, you know, quality um, of skill set to produce what was needing to be produced with smart contracts at the time. So we went with the first developers that reached out to us, um, and then pretty shortly after that happening, a brand fork occurred, and that project turned to become Swarm City. Um, which was founded um, about January 1 of 2017. So um, that is a project that I am a co-founder of, and um, the token is SWT. And we're currently in our um, you know, phase of coming up to the version 2 um, to start to, you know, hopefully in the beginning of Q1 this year, there will be um, some more, um, you know, features available um, with the Swarm City platform. Um, so, um, yes. So the developments with the smart contracts um, and getting um, the tech best for Swarm City um, actually put, or uh, the developers of that project um, chose to you know, maybe not focus on community building as much and focus most on, um, you know, building a solid foundation of tech and putting most all resources into that. Um, well, you know, I'm not a programmer, I'm not a developer, and I like to stay busy. So, um, you know, I'm a huge supporter and advocate of Swarm City and absolutely plan to use it and create a hashtag when it's, you know, open and available. Oh, hell yeah. Intermittent, yes, intermittently, um, you know, I started this project, Decentralized Art Shows, because I'm very passionate about decentralized community building and um, 
the type of education that is required um, to see the type of mass adoption that we all want to see. So this decentralized art show was um, you know, an organic idea to um, you know, start to get people on um, local art levels in their communities to come into the crypto space um, organically by um, you know, creating content through their art you know, for people in exchange for um, cryptocurrencies. So um, through, through this, we are um, able to get artists to start accepting all cryptocurrencies. So when they do um, art shows you know, with, for themselves outside of our decentralized art show, you know, them accepting cryptocurrency is actually promoting it. You know, people will be asking them, oh, you accept Bitcoin, cool, what's that, how do I do that? So, you know, I was thinking that if I could onboard, you know, 3,000 artists, you know, wow. that would probably expose maybe 30,000 people, you know, to cryptocurrency. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. The, like, the decentralized art show is a great concept. I was wondering, like, you know what what really brought that to fruition and uh, how do you what what are some of the steps that the organization's taking to uh, to reach the goals yeah um so well um um well the first the first goals that there was was to see if there was any interest you know in this like this is an idea but is anybody interested in it well are so, people interested in buying art with crypto Yes, very, very, very much so. Um, so our first three shows we did locally in Austin, and um, you know it, it, it was just for you know local people. Like we use the Meetup app, um, and we have about four hundred people in our Austin decentralized art show Meetup, um, and the local shows were great. Um, um, I had a few products that I had gotten from friends. Um, Naomi has a book that's called The Least Bitcoin. Um, I got a couple copies of that signed at Freedom Fest this summer. And I you know, take those with me when I do these events. And um, at my first decentralized art show, all of the books I had all sold for Bitcoin. Um, also, you know, we have spotlight and featured artists that create, you know, Bitcoin or blockchain or future art. Um, one of those being an artist, Nanu Burks. Um, she's a really, really cool girl. She was, you know, on your show previously, and um, she kills it. She sells a ton of her work. Um, uh, another good, um, you know, friend and partner that we collaborate with um, from. Troy from CryptoArt.com, um, he makes am am amazing, um, you know, work that, um, you know, is prints, limited edition prints that have um, wallets built into them that you can, you know, use the QR and add your, you know, it's a print of Litecoin, so it's a QR for a Litecoin wallet, and you can add your Litecoin to it. And that's really cool because it's crazy. challenging the value because these are limited edition, you know, prints and they, they cost money and value for the art work that the artists have created and, you know, matting it and getting it all, you know, professionally done and getting the wallets in it and et cetera. And, and then you also, you know, put the value of like the crypto on it too. 
So it starts to challenge like, you know, how valuable is this, you know, asset? Wow. Yeah. That would be um, like painting the Mona Lisa on a brick of gold. Exactly. Okay. Totally. That's freaking ingenious. That is actually really yeah. smart. Cause like you could say, well, my art's worth $500 because it's literally intrinsically worth $500. I, I drew on a $500 bill and it's worth $500 at minimum. Okay. All right. So I was going to try to keep this, um, a secret, but cause it's not, cause it's, it's not totally, um, like locked down a hundred percent, but, um, regardless of if it happens, um, for sure or not, I just want to name drop this artist. Um, he's on Instagram. That's how I found him. And his name is J dot Colombo. So J D O T C O L O M B O. Um, I'm not saying that right, actually. J-D-O-T-C-O-L-O-M-B-C is his name on Instagram. And please, everyone, like, look him up right now. This dude is a total badass. Okay, why do I say this? This fool is cutting up stacks of, like, $100 bills. I know. And turning I'm looking them at into it right now. Holy wicked, shit. Wicked, wicked, wicked art. Like, that is straight up what just... What the is this even legal is it legal like what i'm looking at right now is it legal because he is taking stacks of hundreds of dollars of bills this must be like 50 grand and he's destroying it into art in all currents in all currencies oh wow this is beautiful it's so amazing so um i so um I, i wanted to say that um the first three shows that we did in Austin were local and we were testing out like our, you know, idea or our prototype, if you will, you know, because we're doing this like out of pocket. So, you know, let's like start small and just like see what's up. Well, it turns out it's a great idea. Everyone's into it and it gives us confidence to like, you know, start to put some money and down in it. And so we um, did a, a show um, um, and we'd like to keep it possible so as far as saying like you know what do you do how do you make this happen um well one of the websites i use is called peerspace.com um you know there's like airbnb where you can rent a place to stay well peerspace is filling the gap for event spaces so you can you know rent out a restaurant or like a bar or something or like coffee shop you know when they're closed and have your event there um so I, I used that to find uh, Joe's Coffee Shop in downtown Austin that um, has the first Ethereum ATM in Austin, as well as a um, Bitcoin ATM in downtown. So we had our um, uh, decentralized art show after party for the Texas Bitcoin Conference I'm here at Joe's, and we... Um, you know, we were afforded quite a few um, sponsors, such as, um, you know, we have um, we have all of our artists using the um, Airbits wallet, um, which is rebranding to be Edge. Edge, yeah. Um, Airbits is my favorite, man. I love the directory. Yeah, 100%. And they're, they're very, um, you know, community-driven. You can, like you said, with the directory, and you can see what's in your area. Um, and it's also, like... The, the UX and the user experience is just so easy um, with Airbits. Um, 
and so th that's a that's one that we you know always use and and are big fans of them and then um, we also have done um, quite a few um, projects with Zencash um, we had uh, Renat of Remining come down to Austin and do a demo on building um, a Zencash mining rig um, and we oftentimes are you know helping to set up the Zencash wallets for the um, Android um, users um, so you know we're when we say decentralized art shows like we're agnostic and in, in um, you know crypto so um, it's not you know just just Bitcoin um, right you can't be a maximalist I mean you have to be willing to express and explain all blockchains because that you when people leave out ethereum and things like dash i feel like it really confuses people about blockchain like you just like talk about one because it, they'll start to think oh that's a type of bitcoin or something you know yeah yeah totally you got to be all inclusive you know, yes and um you know with us trying to help you know the pioneering of you know mass adoption you know like with the transaction times you know taking so long now with Bitcoin, it's not um, feasible to be operating as we were, you know, with our shows in the summer. We just can't do that now. So that's why we are, um, you know, taking on like, um, you know, sponsors and endorsements with other, um, you know, tokens to um, help us, you know, really leverage this mass adoption timely. You know, it's not it's it's going to be the same shit all over again if the same caliber of person is the one that is the early adopter of digital currencies like for this to be different we need to have um you know uh, you know everyone coming in the gates as early adopters to have um you know a fair chance at um you know moving into the the new world with you know financial freedom True. Um, so. No. Yeah. Definitely. Speaking of like, um, you know, fair chances and financial freedom, you go, you, you, you're going from Texas to Miami with the decentralized art show, or how are you going about lo uh, finding local artists for the local events, and how can local artists find you to be part of local events? Awesome. Great question. Okay. So um, that's part of it, and thank you for taking that back to how I found you know this amazing artist on Instagram. Um, so there's, there's, um, um, I want to curate like artistically disruptive shows. So there will be, you know, artists there that are local as well as, you know, artists that aren't local, but they're bringing like exceptional artistic disruption. So, um, how we're finding local artists is predominantly using, um, like meetup app and Facebook groups and just, you know, guerrilla marketing tactics. I'm anywhere I can find people that are saying, Hey, we're a group of artists in Miami, you know, I'll go in there and I'll start a conversation. And one thing that's really cool about, you know, 2017 is that Bitcoin is popular. Yeah. But see, know? like, not like, to cut you off, but like, say I am an artist, like what would be appealing to me to accept Bitcoin? Like why, like, you know, like say I am an artist, like pitch it to me. Why, why would I want to accept Bitcoin for my art and not just make people give me, you know, cash like I have been doing? Well, so 
um, quite a few um, artists, like the ones that I had said, or like Nanu and like um, Michael Garfield. Um, you know, it, 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 like somebody approached them and wanted to buy their art and said, "Do you accept Bitcoin?" Like it, like they were not going to get the sell if they didn't, True. and they didn't. And artists are, you know, like. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to say that like every artist is starving, but like artists have to put in their, you know, work well beyond painting to, to make, you know, their livelihood and, you know, to, to miss a sale is a big deal. Yeah. You can't and, limit the way you do business. Like I hate when people don't accept PayPal for shit or something. I'm like, really? Like you don't even accept PayPal? What the fuck world do we yeah. live in? And, and then with that being said, um, you know, art communities are, tend to be like pretty tight locally you know mm -hmm. so if the first artists that um some of the first artists i had approached maybe maybe they were apprehensive you know we didn't have a in a, a website you know we didn't have videos to show like what we we're doing and the success behind it but you know the first artists that you know took that risk in the summer and were like well hell you know i'll accept bitcoin like they want to buy my art like cool well you know three months later you're seeing them on social media saying you know something like you know i'm so happy i accepted you know bitcoin for my art in the summer you know the value of that bitcoin has gone like way way up like artists are not you know usually in investors or you know have the time or the access or the resources to you know see gains like right. that's not happening with fiat um so then you have that artist with that hype you know basically creating fomo to like the other art artists in the scene of like well man that that worked for them you know like they're in they, they're in bitcoin now like she's not even tech and she's got <laughs> bitcoin you know and if and if they, if they, you know, and it's as easy as that. Like, my big thing is that we want people to learn about crypto as they're earning crypto. Well, because before you. That, I mean, it just brings me to a perfect point, and I don't want to skip over it. Um, you, you know, you said not all artists are starving, and, you know, they're kind of missing opportunities. You know, do you talk about Steam It to artists, and, like, how do you feel that, you know, most artists could benefit? from you know projects like steam it yeah a hundred a hundred percent i mean because they are curating mm -hmm. um content you know that is you know for global citizens and um you know for the artists to be empowered they should have as many outlets um, and revenue streams for this content that they are creating as possible and um you know to the point of the, say the artist that is already successful and making money and doing great in you know regular galleries and accepting you know fiat um why would they be interested in bitcoin um i'd like to think that you know most people are open minded and you know are and want to be current and don't want to be the person that you know doesn't know about this thing you know, so if, if everyone else around you, it's it's like, oh, well, Bitcoin's not for me because I'm an artist. Or, you know, like, I don't I don't think that I, I, I think that that could be the mindset if you couldn't see yourself getting into it through your skill set. 
I'd be and willing to bet that you don't I... see too much resistance from the art community, though. They, they seem to be like an open-minded, you know, community. Most artists are open-minded. It's a, exactly. a lot to do with art, you know, and and and, and uh, being open-minded to new experiences. So I could see that it's an easy pitch, not a difficult one yeah, for sure. Exactly. It's all it's all it's a hundred percent about the pitch, and like I have, you know, like you know, perfected and crafted. Um, you know, how I speak to artists versus, you know, different, you know, people to be involved with the project. And um, the the main thing and everything I'm saying is 100% like authentic. I'm not, you know, just saying things to say it. Um, but the, you know, the, the thing that it's like, why, why do I need to be accepting crypto? Okay. Well, because what I'm introducing you to with decentralized art shows. We are doing of our art show in a physical space so that global citizens can not only attend but also purchase your artwork. Now, if you have somebody in Romania trying to buy your painting from, you know, the show in Miami, okay, like, what is the fiat process of that? Right. Like, the way to be selling art on a global level is to be using the global digital currencies like it may like that's that and so i mean that's the pitch you know do you want to open up um you know accepting um you know global cells and you know international cells um and the, the best way to do that would be using the you know global digital currencies that make that peer-to-peer -peer and seamless um well, yeah, what about some so, success stories, though? Like, you know, what's some of them, you know, what's like the most expensive painting, you know, the decentralized art show helped sell for crypto or, you know, okay. um, um, something like that? So there was a really um, cool, spontaneous, like, happenstance um, at our last art show. Um, the, um, like, attendees 100% um, decided on their own to crowdfund um, the most expensive painting in the art show, the largest and most expensive painting um, for the venue. Like the party, all crowdsourced and I think it was like, I can't even, I don't, I'm not 100% how much, I think it was like, I'm not 100% how much it was. It was definitely over $700. In um, crypto at, but, the, at the time? Yes, they, oh. and so I would say I would say the average of like everybody at the party sent about ten to twenty five dollars in Bitcoin to the decentralized art show Airbits QR, and from there we sent all the money that was um, collectively raised to the artist, and that was um, purchased from the artist for Joe's. Um, coffee the the party bought that painting crowdsourced it in bitcoin um and so it was to stay at joe's yeah that was awesome that was the one i was at right in austin the yeah. um yeah i was there yeah that was an yeah. awesome event man i'm really looking forward to like that atmosphere again and i know miami with the same type of atmosphere oh man it's gonna be a hell of a party but you know i wanted to touch more on like austin a little bit you know before we move on to miami here what what were some of your thoughts about that um at the you know the event and what are you hoping you know to get out of the miami event in comparison to the texas event 
Okay, by event you mean like the Bitcoin conference? Yes, yeah, the the conference. Okay. So, um, you know, um, I would say for the Texas Bitcoin conference, it was considerably smaller than most blockchain events and crypto conferences. Um, you know, so there there's like negatives to that and positives to that. Um, there is more time to, you know meet and have like quality, you know, like introduction and networking. Um, you know what I mean? There's not as much of like a feeling of urgency of everyone to, you know, do as much networking as they can because there's like thousands and thousands of people, you know, when there's just a couple hundred people, you can, you know, have like more, you know, like touch back and forth, like conversation. And like, I think that there was a lot, um, of, you know, like cross collaborative, you know, networking that was happening, which is really, really cool because um, I believe to see the, um, you know, blockchain space scale, it's going to take um, a lot of these solutions that the different projects are providing to actually like work together synergistically mm -hmm. to scale. And so that was something that I thought was just really impressive with the Texas Bitcoin conference. Yeah, um, for sure. It was like crazy to see everybody playing along and like, you know, Dash being next to Nexus and and as uh, Zencash and everybody like just decred, everybody talking and mingling. It was like a really cool like, I don't know. It was also it was like hanging out with everybody in in crypto at like the lunchroom table, like all the cool kids. Right. Right. Um, 100%. And so so the, the, the kind of like, you know, met, metric I was, you know, going off on that was that, you know, so what's really cool about this like setup here is that we get the local artists to, you know, set up, you know, their work. But, um, you know, what happens for usual galleries and shows and things like that, it's like they're the artist friends that are coming mm -hmm. or like it's like the local social scene because like, you know, like we want to go do something cool and fun. And like, I heard there was this cool art show. My friend of a friend's friend is in it and that kind of stuff. Well, like nobody's selling that much stuff because it's friends of friends, of friends, you know? Yeah. So, there's no new eyes. Right. And so 100, 100% what we're doing is we're not only bringing new eyes, we're bringing people with crypto. Like it's all, you know, CEOs and like right. top level executives. And if there's anything people with crypto love to do, it's spend it on dumb shit. It's like, I it, bought it, this it, dumb shit, but I bought it with crypto. Right. And so now it's like, you don't, it's not, it's not buying dumb shit. You're actually yes. putting, you're putting like, 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 this is what I say. You spending Bitcoin on this level with local artists is going to make the rest of the Bitcoin that you hold like like the value that we all hope to see in mm -hmm. our lifetimes, because that is going to come from this wave of mass user adoption. And, um, you know, art has set the, the, the pace and the standard of every historical revolution. So I do not anticipate this to be any different. Like, you know, so, anything that you know decentralized art shows can do to help empower artists in you know the revolution to financial freedom through digital currencies and decentralized communities like that's what we're here to do
Maybe we and, can try um, to get a cool art show to accept Bitcoin at an auction. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, so and so the, the formula that we're putting together here is to be doing um, art shows, bringing local artists after, um, you know, crypto conferences in these areas and keep rolling with this model. So as you were mentioning earlier, we're going to have to be finding local venues, local artists, and any of the places that, you know, we're going to be taking these, um, uh, you know, events to. And, and the, uh, the hope, too, is that local communities can build in these areas. And because it's decentralized, you know, there can be leadership in art shows that are happening in these areas even after, um, you know, we've, we've come through. They can continue on a you know, local level. And so um, that's kind of what we want to do is we just want to inspire and like plant seeds to see these, you know, as possibility and, you know, empower the communities to be able to like run with it and, um, you know, bring that, um, you know, the, that, that, that it, when you keep, when you keep the, when you keep your, um, you know, when you keep the money local, there's a there's a lot to that, and so I think that um, that's another thing to maybe touch on. Austin, you know, Austin is like our you know slogan is aside from like keep Austin weird is keep Austin local, and you know when um, you know when cab drivers are making money in crypto, and then the crypto is like going up. Yeah. You know, they're gonna they're gonna go out and they're gonna get a steak dinner that weekend, right. right? And if the restaurant is selling more steak dinners, they're gonna go to the market and buy more, you know, produce. And it, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's a ebb and flow cycle of success when you're keeping, you know, the 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 wealth local um, and not letting like third party non-local entities extract outrageous portions of, um, you know, the, the, the monetary part without contributing to like creating value in the, the situation. So that's something that's really important to um, Austin and has influenced me um, very much. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that we are you know, finding and getting as many local people in the places that we go. And um, we have our, you know, email that if any artists anywhere, you know, we want to go everywhere. So literally, if you're an artist and you're, you know, open to showing your work and accepting crypto for it and, you know, shipping it in the anywhere in the world, then um, that, you know, from somebody that orders your artwork, then, you know, do reach out to us. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have our website and our email. So any any you know preferred means of contact, um, do reach out to us, and we just really want to grow this and get as many people um, you know involved as possible. Yeah, I'm showing them on camera right here that this is the piece of art I bought with Bitcoin from the Texas um, decentralized art show that I went to. Uh, and I bought another piece of handmade art in the Bahamas with Bitcoin, and it's a palm knife, and it says Bitcoin carved in there. Bought that no with Bitcoin. Shit. Yeah, dude, it was a guy selling art, handmade art, and um, 
I was like, dude, you know, uh, how much? And they were telling me, oh, it's like, you know, $25 minimum with Visa. And uh, it's a $3 service fee. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> that's an expensive transaction fee. And uh, that's a that's a that's an expensive minimum transaction. Damn, this blockchain sucks. Visa sucks. So I tried to tell them about, you know, Litecoin and Bitcoin and other digital currencies. And next thing you know, they're all downloading, uh, you know, uh, Airbits and other wallets to yeah. check out, you know, stuff. And okay, okay. it's, it's well, you know what I learned, though? A lot of friends. I made a lot of friends in the Bahamas. I gave out my number and uh, they're having a hard time buying Bitcoin in the Bahamas. Yeah. There's not many exchanges for them, if any. See, so like you totally get it. You did it like when you were asking me earlier, like, well, what's your pitch? You know, it's it's the same. It's like the pitch is, hey, here's an opportunity to make a sell and get like a new type of, um, you know, form of payment. Mm -hmm. And beyond beyond not knowing of it right now, like once it's in your possession, you're going to ask the right questions and, you know, research to you know, figure out, you know, what you got, how do you hold it securely? How could you spend it if you wanted to? How could you buy something? How could you cash out? But when people are trying to like maybe figure that out before they have it, it's just like in one ear and out the other because yeah. it doesn't matter yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, how do I use uh how do I use a computer? And you don't even have one yet. Like it's, it's not going to help any. That's why I always tell people to buy like 10 bucks worth of Bitcoin. You put a little bit of money into it and it kind of forces your attention to focus a little bit more. You learn a little bit more, you get more comfortable and you make a bigger investment. A hundred percent. And so, um, we, our project was, you know, fortunate. Um, we were fortunate to be featured in, um, Forbes and, the article that was um, written up was, you know, with um, us in collaboration with, um, you know, everyone that had been written up in the article um, through decentralized art shows, and um, That's awesome. I think, I think that this is just a guess. I'm speculating 100%, but I think that the reason that Forbes, you know, wrote about us in that article wasn't just you know, because of, you know, crypto Christmas and having these as options, which is really cool and true. I think maybe what caught Forbes's attention was how passionate we are about like educating and getting people into crypto, like through the art. Like it's, it, you know, you, you're, you come to the art show and you are going to learn not just about cryptocurrency, but about like the, the passion the passion behind it because you have this you know this caliber of people in the room you know it's like it's it's just so um exciting you know the time and the space and what everyone's working on and passionate about and that's uh you know what's the word contagious it's contagious like even if you don't know you know you're just like you want to know like so yeah i like to um you know i think that the reason that um, you know Forbes featured us in that article um, is because of the work that we're doing to really help um, educate local people and move towards you know mass adoption and um, making sure that everyone is part of this revolution. Yeah, it's awesome that you were featured. That's like hella crazy. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you kindly. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. You know, I yeah for sure. You know, 
working on a, a lot of projects with a lot of money, a lot more money, a lot more resources, a lot more, you know, name name people than you know what we have going on, and it's it's just really amazing to see the the feedback and like the demand. You know what'd like, be cool? Literally a demand. You know, yeah. what'd be, you know what'd be cool? Meetups with like decentralized art show meetups based on like sent like one currency at a time, like a Zencash meetup or a Dash meetup, yeah. where all the artists create art about that currency and it goes for that currency for sale. That would be so, dope. That so um, that is like one hundred percent what we do. And so just I guess to talk just like quickly about like the rest of the team and like what's going on with this. So we have Summer, um, who is shout out the boss lady. Yes. Um, um, so, you know, she is a co-founder of decentralized art shows and um, works on our global sponsorships and global funding. And and, and what that means is that um, we, for at the time being, are dependent on um, sponsorships and endorsements to make these decentralized art shows possible, because. Um, what isn't decentralized is taxing the artist 40% of their sales um, to make what? you know the, the show happen, which is how most galleries and art shows are curated, and that that's not what we're doing. Um, so you know what we say is decentralized about the wow. show is that we don't we don't charge our artists. Um, we you know you know want to suggest donation to us of like five to 15%. Um, you know, some artists have donated more to us than that. Some artists have not donated anything at all. Um, you know, and so with that, um, and choosing it to do it like that, um, we see the value that we're creating in educating and opening wallets and getting, you know, masses onboarded into this space like ag agnostically, like we're very hmm. agnostic. And so um, that's a large part of um, what Summer contributes to the project is actually painstakingly writing um, proposals because that's, you know, how, you know, the operations work like in the decentralized governance systems are, you know, are proposals to communities and if, you know, they back it, then it moves in the you know, that direction. So that's um, what Summer works on and has her hands on. Um, then our um, third co-founding partner is Jonathan Garza, and he is a local photographer and blockchain enthusiast um, from Austin and a, and a friend of mine, and um, also a, um, you know, big in the art scene in Austin, collector, and um, has been, you know, for forever. So um, what he does um, is Austin Photography, 360 Austin Photography, and um, he, you know, so when people want to sell their, like, you know, home, they can have the virtual reality tour, so you can, like, move the dots around and, like, see through the Oh, yeah, home. it's so dope. So Jonathan with like this um, thing. does yeah. that. Jonathan does that. He is a 360 awesome photographer. Um, you know, he's for hire and to be, you know, shooting these homes for sale. 
So what we wanted to do was take that same technology, but um, you know, put it into our art gallery. So that's the layer that makes um, it even you know more broad to be decentralized, and that it's just it's not an art show for just those who can physically attend, because we um, do this you know 3D VR um, that anyone in the world can attend, and it also um, you know documents your, a, li a live event in a way of archive, so oh. that that can still can still be. Ex experienced it wasn't a fleeting moment so um, another service that you know we offer um, outside of our art shows is artists will say well this was a great experience would you be interested to you know can we hire the service to come into um, my art studio you know can you do a 3d VR of my art studio so I can you know you know show people my space and so um, that's another um, branch that we're going down to help empower artists with you know content and stories and visuals and you know just just creating a um, environment of creativity that people can you know see how how and what they're doing and how they're creating um, so yes that's what Jonathan does he has the um, you know, very specialized camera and the experience in, in doing that. So if you check out our, our website, um, you can see all of our past um, galleries that we've done in the, the, the 3D VR. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up right now for everybody. That is crazy. So, so what are people going to, you know, what can they expect at the uh, Decentralized Art Show in Miami uh, for the attendees as well as, you know, the artists? Okay, cool. Yeah, so, um, you know, basically what's going to happen is we're going to be doing, you know, um, you know, as much like, you know, like guerrilla marketing and like getting press as we can um, and ahead of the show. So thank you kindly for having me on tonight. And then um, we'll be um, attending the conference. And so, you know, usually we will maybe print out some handbills and, you know, we're all pretty personable and friendly and love, um, you know, the blockchain space and community building. So you know, we'll we'll talk to people and invite them to our shows and at the conference and let them know, like, you know, this is what we're doing and like we're personal about it. You know, like I'm going to find everyone at the conference and meet them and introduce myself and invite them. And you know, um, it's a really exciting time. People are like, "Are you serious? Cool." You know, and you know, hopefully that will you know happen as well as um you know we were inviting local people and encouraging artists to invite their friends and their network as well and um you know even though i had said earlier that this the sales might not be coming from their network or their friends um that's not what we're expecting at this show you know so mm -hmm. if you bring your friends it's actually more people that i can introduce to <laughs> cryptocurrency and more wallets that i can set up so um i love it so yeah, is it, it's like a it's like a, a trojan horse of art and crypto is it crypto hidden in art or is it art hidden in crypto who cares <laughs> either freaking way you win i love it 
Yeah, yeah, a hundred. Uh, that's so cool. A good way to put it, because, um, yeah, because I think I am trying to be a little sneaky in that way. But it's you know? perfect because that's what you have to do. You have to hide something new and something familiar. And that's, you know, if people are passionate about their art and they need to have, you know, a way to do business and this is a new way of doing business, you know, it, it, it gives them a comfort. You know, hey, I, I'm familiar with my art and the new Bitcoin. Let's let's see what yeah. this is. Or I know about crypto, but I don't really care too much about art. Let me go to this event. And next thing you know, like me, I end up buying an epic piece of art, you know, that you just yes. fall in love with. Yes. And, um, you know, so I, I watch a show a lot and I know that I can cuss if I want to. <laughs> So um, I guess I want to say this part too. <laughs> so um, one of my frustrations in the blockchain space is um, like I'm all about the tech, okay? Like I get it. That's why we're here. But, um, you know, there's got to be people that not only want to use it, but they know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And like for it all, it, like that all has to work together to work okay so the cussing thing is that you know for the past four years I'd say we've been in heads down dev mode like blockchain space heads down dev mode and you know what's happening is that these projects are coming out with their MVPs and the devs have you know their egos in the sky and their dicks in their hands mm -hmm. wondering where all the users are nobody knows how to use their shit yeah, and their egos are so skyrocketing that they, they're just like, don't understand how and why people aren't using their tech. And it's like, well, because all you did was invest in the tech. You didn't invest in community building. You didn't invest in education. Mm -hmm. You didn't invest in adoption. You didn't invest in warranting attention from users. Like, cool, you made a product that everyone in the blockchain space can have a circle jerk about. Like well, that's all you've got going. Yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. I I I hundred percent know I'm right. No, you know and what sucks though? It leaves it up to people like you and me who are really passionate about this to be their free tech support. Like yes. I love Bitcoin. So what do we do? We tell people to buy Bitcoin and then it's like, all right, well check out Coinbase, because that's the easiest way to get it. And then next thing you know, I any I friend I know. I'm I'm getting tired of saying it too, but there's really like I'll just I'm at the point where I'll like I'll just sell Bitcoin. I'm like fine here, but you no matter where yeah. you tell people to go to get it, they come back to you with tech support questions, and you end up working for tech support for somebody. Like, you know, it it yeah. really does come down to that. You know what? You know, let's talk a little bit about Swarm City if you don't mind. Okay. You know, like when you hop in an Uber, and you know, uh, you know, it, you must have to be like, yo, dude you're losing like 30% off the top to Uber. There's this thing called Swarm City. You know, like how does that kind of conversation go? Because that's that's the type of things like I really see in the future taking off. Like the decentralized ride sharing and that whole like cutting out the, the middleman of a company, like that just gets me so like, that's where I'm at. So I just wanted yeah. to talk a little bit about like Swarm City before we wrap things up. So like, what do you, what do you tell an Uber driver like their future looks like? Because um, I'm just wondering what you know a co-founder of Swarm City would say to somebody who's driving for Uber and how their future looks. Right. Um, so um, I think usually what I would say to Uber drivers is, um, you know, first of all, I'll, I'll ask them if they have. Um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of funny about this, but um, I'll be like, have you ever done anything like on Craigslist? That's usually what I say. I'm like, have you ever just like gone on Craigslist and like bought tickets, you know, to a show? Like, have you ever used Craigslist? And it's totally unsuspecting, you know. Like, I don't like to just start talking about it. Like, hey, would you accept Bitcoin to drive people around? Like, that's boring. So I'm like, have you ever used Craigslist? Or like, you know, usually yes. Like, who hasn't used Craigslist? And then it's like, well, you know. Have you ever considered if there was a type of like truly peer-to-peer, um, you know, like service provider platforms like Craigslist, you know? So if you wanted to walk someone's dog, you know, you couldn't solicit that service and have a peer-to-peer transaction, you know, through something like Craigslist. Um, and that's usually like where I take the conversation and people's minds are blown and they get it so quickly. That is like, pretty oh, smart. Wow. That's another Trojan horse right there. I love it. You're, that is a yeah. good idea because again, it brings them to that comfort place, the thing they're familiar with, Craigslist, and this new thing. I love it. That, yeah, that's really just, smart. The people always have to um, learn through what they can relate to, but you're trying to teach them you know, new things. So just as you said, you have to be introducing them to new things through things that they can relate to. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't like start talking to new. I mean, I, I've been in this, you know, for so long that I did do that. I was like, you know, like, what do you call it? Like, you know, when you just like talk so much and like, you know, just like, wait, they're just like looking at you like googly eyed, like you know, head spinning, like, what, what, you're like, there's a lot of passion here, cool, but I don't know what to do with any of it, right, and I was just, I was just spinning my own wheels, like, I got to learn a lot, but, like, I have to, you know, my action, I'm, like, action-oriented, and, like, I have to see, um, you know, I have to see outcome, or I have to, um, like, readdress, like, my steps, and, like, my tactic, um, so, you know that this is per- perfection of you know having not been perfect for and getting the type of response and action that I, I wanted. Um, yes. I just checked it out. Craigslist actually has a specific option now for accepting cryptocurrencies for listed op- uh, services and goods. Yes, that happened. Um, I think within the last like two weeks. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty new. Yes. And, um, you know, but the thing is, like, you, you know, Craigslist is still Craigslist. And, you know, it's not, you know, it's not built out for being, you know, truly decentralized and peer-to-peer and for all those possibilities to happen. Um, That's what Swarm City aspires to be. And um, they're, the, the, project is sitting in a very good position to, um, you know, be able to follow through with the, the, the goal, um, which is to be a decentralized e-commerce platform that um, people can um, freely provide um, services and maintain their own hashtags as their businesses through. 
that yeah, again, that's I, I hold SWT. So full disclosure, I have some in my my Ether wallet. It's an ERC twenty token. If people aren't aware, and you could hold it on your myetherwallet.com, and I do, and I really love uh, Swarm City and um, a lot of the decentralized ride sharing platforms. Uh, again, I won't ever say I'm like I I don't care for monopolies. So I love that there's competition because if anything, it forces projects to keep fighting to be better than each other so i love that there's other ride decentralized ride sharing platforms and um you know uh, instead of craigslist uh what was it open bazaar open bazaar is like a uh, craigslist type of thing for crypto right have you ever checked that out yeah yeah mm-hmm I love yeah, Open Bazaar. Then, That's where uh, if people are looking to get any of the crypto gear I wear, like Bitcoin or Litecoin hats and shirts, I get it from um, Conquest with a K. That's Conquest with a K on Open Bazaar. They hook me up with all my swag. And um, also, you can look on like Shopify, and you can turn it to just see um, who shops accept Bitcoin, um, and you can do the same mm-hmm. on Etsy. Oh, Etsy um, you lets can- you accept Bitcoin directly now. Um, I, yes, the users can, and, and the users that choose can, um, I think, in, import their own, um, like, um, crypto accepting, like, widget or whatever. Dude, but that's yes, so dope. I, I, have, I have seen that. Um, I haven't purchased anything with crypto oh, from Etsy yet. Um, I love Etsy. I'm, I used to use Etsy all and, the time for, like, my beard wax. And there is a company, I'll plug them for free, Wonderful Whiskers, the best beard wax and beard balm. But the guy wouldn't accept crypto, and I found somebody that would. So I got my beard balm for crypto somewhere else. But it was amazing. See, and that's... I didn't want to give Etsy my visa information, you know what I mean? For me, it's personal information per transaction. So if I'm buying something, it's got to mean enough to me that I'm willing to risk my personal identification and information information for all of that. Because, like, if Target gets hacked, my visa was used there. Now my bank info's, you know, at risk. So now I shop a little bit more carefully, and I'm a little bit, you know, careful who I give my visa info to. So if I'm just buying beard, beard wax... I want to use Bitcoin because, like, I'm not going to risk my personal information over beard wax. It's not happening. Yeah, nope, nope. And, you know, like, um, I know we're probably getting close on time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just want to, like, you know, remind people that, you know, taking privacy seriously doesn't mean that you have anything to hide. That's a No, no, you have a lot to lose. I often get. Exactly. Um, So... You know, people should be taking their privacy serious because once you have a problem where you're like, hey, my identity is at risk or been breached, and you start to then be concerned about privacy, you can't backtrack then. Like, you're screwed. You know, the the, the best that you can do is take your privacy seriously on the mm-hmm. forefront and um, do everything that you can you know, in your, that's in as best as you can in your control to take your, um, personal identity, you know, very seriously. That was an awesome takeaway. Like I was going to ask if you wanted to have anything you wanted people to take away from this, but you went and did it for me. That's awesome. So, um, is there anything that you wanted to talk about before we get wrapping up? Anything that you wanted to make sure we mentioned? I know people know, uh, where's the venue for the art show in Miami? Is there a venue listed? So, um, you know, I have, um, I can say that the area is going to be like the Wynwood, like art district. 
Um, it's going to be about 12 minutes from the venue that the conference is um, being awesome. held in. Um, now, as far as like the ad address and exactly like what venue it's going to be, um, we're um, you know still choosing between two or three um, galleries right now, and you know um, yeah. So just through the holidays, um, you know a lot of the owners of the galleries and things are have taken off, and so we'll be solidifying um, the address for the event. Um, by I would say before January sixth, January seventh, we'll have a um, the address for the event. And I guess any other takeaway would be, um, you know, I would find great success um, from this time, you know, on this call tonight. If we did find some artists, um, you know, anywhere that were, you know, interested. Um, to you know, join our project and be a dartist. Um, you know, th that would that would be like uh, that would be the best takeaway. You know, for me. Awesome. I really hope that there are artists out there that are interested, and if they are, there are links below. Definitely go and check out these decentralized art shows. Thank you so much, Lauren Slade, for coming on to talk about the decentralized art shows. It's a really awesome project. I've been to the events in Texas, and it was awesome to see like the grassroots, like you know, passion meets. Um, you know, uh, enthusiasm meets pure interest. It was just epic, and I'm really looking forward to doing the same in Miami. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, give people a little shout-out of where they can find more of you and, and where all your information and projects lie. Yeah, okay, cool. So um, um, you, um, you can always um, check us out on, you know, like I said, the, the website. We're on, like, Twitter, Instagram. Um, as well as Facebook, um, and we also um, have the Meetup group. And so, if you're on Meetup, you can just um, you know set the city to Austin, and then search decentralized art shows and like join our group um, because you know there, it's not just a group for Austin. You know we're like um, started here, but we're moving around. So. Um, Join that, and that's how you can like stay up to date and see like what events are going on. And yeah, we just want to um, invite everyone to be a part of this, um, you know, community and revolution. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Shout out to Boss Lady and everybody in the live chat. Don't forget to check out these centralized art shows and uh, have a day, Lauren. Have a day. All right. Bye, bud. <laughs>